This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to the second hour of Life Beats on Pulse 95. It's going to be a fun one this hour because we've got five exercises that are going to boost your health and well being with the one and only Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, our favorite fitness couple. They are back. Mike and Viv are here. And I tell you what, they've picked some good ones uh, because some of these you will never, ever guess. And I can tell you, you can do one of these exercises without anyone knowing that you're actually doing it, but it has massive benefits. Big ups to them choosing this one. It's really interesting. I didn't even know that this had benefits for men, but it does. You're going to want to hear what that is next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse95. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life Beats. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle are back in the house. Good morning. Good morning. So good to see the both of you back again. Um, And you've brought us an amazing topic today. Uh, This is all about those five exercises that can really boost our wellness. Yes. Um, But I think, uh, you know, wellness is such a big topic. It's such a big idea. Let's start with the definition, what you mean by that when you talk about wellness. Yeah. So um, wellness is more about self-awareness. It's about self-awareness. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a conscious process of uh, making choices toward living a healthy and fulfilling life. So it's, it's, more, it's more than just the activity side and the exercise factor. It's more about consciously making the decision to be healthier, to live a more fulfilling life. Um, there's actually different dimensions to uh, wellness. Uh, seven notable ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first would be physical. So you want to focus on exercise being a part of your daily life, your daily routine, proper nutrition, a well-rounded, well-rounded ba- balanced diet. Yeah. Um, learning and identifying symptoms very, very important. So rather than just you know thinking, oh, I don't feel feel very well today. I'm you know feeling quite sick. Learn what the kind of um, symptoms are that you have of your body and understand them. This is how you boost um, the physical side and get regular health checks. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, there are others as well in terms of emotional uh, wellness. And, you know, what do we mean when we talk about emotional wellness? Um, emotional sorry. wellness is more like how you are actually coping with your emotions and the situations that uh, are going on around you. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you want to really like look into and try and address where you can. So For sure. It's uh, those day-to-day things where you think, you know, uh, how am I feeling? And constantly kind of asking yourself that question and just, you know, being present and aware and yeah. uh, thinking about how certain situations make you feel, how certain people make you feel as well. Yeah, it's always yeah. like these small little check-ins that you yes. want to make yes. and you want to be conscious of it. Obviously, you don't want things to get out of hand, so you want to try and maintain a balance of it. Yeah, exercise, I think, um, it, does, <laughs> it goes a long way to that, doesn't it? Definitely, and even, even yeah. with the emotional side, it's very important to learn to um, accept. Very, very important accept yourself accept the situations um, and also accept problems mm. you know often often at the time we if there's a problem that arises you know either it's somebody else's fault or we look at it as an external factor and the longer you do that it actually damages your own wellness because if you don't accept there's a problem how do you how do you change it how do you think of the solution exactly mm. yeah it so. builds up that resentment and 
kind For of sure. towards whatever that person or that situation or yeah. the world in general. Yeah. It does kind of build up. But we're looking at also things like intellectual, social, spiritual, environmental um, wellness as well. Yes. This is like, you know, it's it, it's covering everything. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. It, it basically, a lot of these things, they have a, a bit of a knock-on effect. So say if you're struggling emotionally, that could be... Um, irritated by your environmental stresses so say yeah. if your environment is messy around you um you're you're going to be a little bit more demotivated so that's going to play on your emotions as well yeah. so sometimes they are they they work together with each other as yeah. well so it's really important to address your health from and wellness from a holistic point of view yeah for sure and even bringing it specifically to the intellectual side of things you have to constantly be learning. We're in a constantly changing environment. Things are changing all the time. You need to learn new things. Train the brain. That's that's how we focus on building um, the brain. You train the body physically. How do you train the brain? So it's very, very important to focus on learning new things. Keep a healthy mind. You're more likely to stay active by keeping a healthy mind. Whatever it is, you know, whether you're reading books, some of us don't have the time to read books. So listening to podcasts, yeah. uh, you could go back and listen to the Mr. And Mrs. Muscle podcast sure. <laughs> in <laughs> the car. <laughs> you could totally do that. You could download them or share them or whatever it is. But exactly, you're learning something new every single day and that keeps the brain ticking over and, uh, you know, keeps it fresh for you as well. Yeah. But I want to know. Okay, so five different exercises that you guys have picked this week. Why these ones? We picked these particular exercises because it's when you're thinking to build your exercise routine, these are exercises you don't think about doing. Yes. You think you can just get everything from either going to the gym or doing the HIIT workout or going and, and just doing a run. But there's a lot more to it, especially when we're looking at it from a wellness perspective. What I, I just mentioned. Sorry, because I'm cutting in here. Yeah, go, go. Um, it's a little bit of a, a deeper um, so you're d diving in deeper into it. So it's a bit more tuning into the spiritual side of it as well. But these exercises can help you to connect with that. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's precisely what Viv just said. That's that's the main reason. It's We will overlook this. Yes. And we tend to. I want to start, first of all, um, with Tai Chi. Yes. Um, this is so interesting because you guys, uh, you know, you've come up with this, but you know, this is an ancient practice and yet we don't really think about it. When I think of Tai Chi, I think of old people in a park, yeah. you yeah. know, doing that. But actually, this is something that we should all be doing. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, with, with with Tai Chi, it's important to understand it's more of a meditative martial art. Yeah. Uh, like, you, like you just mentioned, a lot of um, older people you see doing it in the park and they're actually uh, referred and recommended to do that because um, it focuses on deep breathing, controlled movements, posture all things that decline as we age. So with this targeting it, you're, you're getting an improving balance. Again, something that we lose um, as, we, as we get older. Mm. It helps to increase flexibility. This improves your functionality. So when we're talking about wellness as a whole, you're looking at um, enhancing that wellness. These are day-to-day activities that you need to be doing, like getting up and walking to the toilet is made easier by doing disciplines such as Tai Chi. Yeah. Um, it's also, state. yeah, it's amazing for if you have stress or any anxiety. And obviously because it's like a meditation and you're doing the deep breathing, it really addresses that and it helps you to kind of like zone out and go into that state where you don't have to think of anything and you're just breathing and you're just kind of exhaling out the stress. Exactly. It's like, I mean, you know, for those who might not be familiar with Tai Chi, can you kind of just describe, you know, how it works? It, it, it is 
like you said, a meditative martial arts. Yeah. It's very slow. It's low intensity. It has, you know, there's no impact yeah, that's going on in it. It's very, 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 if there was any impact, it'd be extremely low. Yes. Um, its focus is mainly on fluid movement. So mm. we're looking at spiraling and uh, bending, focusing on the breathing and as if you're just moving and flexing it's, it's, with the wrist with air. It's like a floating energy. Yeah. yeah. And so you're air kind bending. of just like, yeah, yeah, air bending. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's easier to understand as floating, right? So you're basically just, it's like you're almost moving the energy with your hands and you can really like connect with it and feel it and you kind of, you get into your mind as well and then you breathe into it as well and you do some you can do some deep lunges uh, we actually did tai chi yeah like, um, um, at the host, one of the hotels Gavora. yeah yeah once and and the good thing that we, we learned that day as well is especially with the spiraling and bending uh, what's really beneficial is how it affects your internal organs mm. that those type of movements in tai chi uh, it's like it uh, helps to massage your internal organs the way that you physically move wow massaging your internal organs Massaging. That's that's big. Yeah, very very big because it helps. Yeah, how how did like what kind of an impact does that have on your internal organs when you're massaging them? So, for example, with the digestive tract, the um, it helps you to easily pass air, and that's and that's one of the most important parts. If you usually there's people that suffer with really sharp pains and they never know what it is. Why? Yeah. And most of the time, it's, it's trapped wind. Trapped wind. Yeah. You know wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think I need to do some Tai Chi. So this is not just for old people. No, no, no. It's for everybody, absolutely everyone. And and obviously it will help you with things like high blood pressure. Um, like you said, Viv, you know, anxiety. A lot of us, you know, have that, the stress, and it's a way to get out of it. Is this something that you can kind of do on your own or do you need to be part of a group? Because I always see groups of people doing it. So, or is that something that you can do on your own? How does it work? Yeah, you can do it on your own. Um, it's always good to maybe take a class, one or two classes. Try to learn some of the main flows. Mm. Um, you'd probably be better at describing it because Viv, many people don't know, Viv did Kung Fu for like three years. <laughs> I, I, I always, I always <laughs> stay back away from her. Yeah. <laughs> She's dangerous. Watch out, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, even with Kung Fu, it was quite interesting because there was a part we did... Um, it was called Chi Don Sao, and it was like f- uh, mixing floating energy with some explosive movements. So you'll do some like uh, extending your hand out really slowly, to curl the wrist, bring it in, and you'll just focus on the breathing and the floating energy of it and being really light in the movements. And sometimes we would be standing on one leg as well doing this. And then we'd all of a sudden come to a part where we'd have to thrust our hands behind us to the side up and all sorts. And it's like, really balancing out you know the power inside of you but then getting that relaxing floating kind of like meditation and it's really it's awesome and achieving that balance because i feel like that's what martial arts gives you it gives you that balance you know between the power like you said yeah um and that kind of sense of peace yeah Yeah. and calm that you get from the discipline of doing it which is amazing we're going to come back in just a moment with uh, mr mrs muscle keep going uh, through some of these exercises um Swimming is an interesting one Um, and walking, but a specific type of walking. I like that you guys um, highlighted that as well. That's coming up on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. I love it. We were talking about Coldplay just before. 
a bit of Coldplay to get us into the mood. Viva La, Viva La Vida there. Um, but uh, coming back with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle uh, and talking about those exercises that really boost our well-being. We're talking about Tai Chi. I think we need to do a thing on Tai Chi because actually this is so interesting because you were talking um, a little bit off air, uh, Mike, about doing this with young kids and how that can completely change them as well. Yeah, um, when I was younger, I used to mentor uh, young kids um, as part of a program that I was a part of. And uh, the children that we mentored um, had things like ADHD, they were Mm. quite naughty at school. Um, A lot of them came from broken homes and families. So we took them to this retreat, which was all about Tai Chi, all about the relaxation. And it completely transformed them. During the whole trip and the retreat, they were very calm, very, very focused. And it's like Viv said, it's about controlling the energy. Because most people, if you really take time to understand yourself, there's always a root to the problem that you have. There's always a root to the um, the, w- the way that you're feeling. If you're feeling really negative, there's always a root. So Tai Chi is about addressing the energies that you allow into yourself so that you can flow good energy back out and, and kind of purify your space. And this is what these young kids um, um, did during that retreat. So for sure, um, I would recommend uh, that you definitely get kids involved. It'd be great for schools to kind of factor something like that in right. with the physical education. I mean, because what we, you know, there are all of the, the high impact sports and that yep. kind of thing. Uh, but to have something like Tai Chi, which kind of brings you down and, you know, um, ha- has that kind of very positive energy, but yeah. is just, you know, centers you a lot more. And Viv, you and I were kind of doing a few little oh, exercises yeah. <laughs> at the break as well, which I love. Actually, I'm thinking this is something that I need in my life too. And I need to explore it. it. Really interesting. That's one of them. Swimming. Yes. Tell me. Swimming. Okay. Extremely <laughs> low impact. Mm. Um, very, very good for things like rehab and injury. But it's low impact. Um, it's, it's one of the only ways that you can do a low impact exercise that really spikes the heart rate up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for somebody who's, um, you know, gone through something where they've got an injury, you know, whatever it is, um, you can actually get a fantastic workout in the water. Yeah, for sure. Without without putting pressure on your joints. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's great for kind of um, building that that strength, that muscle, allowing you to again connect with the body. Um, You know, it doesn't even matter if you're not a great swimmer. Getting in the water itself, holding on to something and just kicking your legs still has that same kind of impact. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's really good. Um, I was also mentioning with regards to the swimming side of things, um, it's, it's great in terms of toning the body. You're, you're using intricate muscles that can be quite difficult to um, activate in a gym. So, so actually yeah. you can only do it in the water. Yeah, so you're activating certain things. It's not that like you can only do, it, do them in the water, but it targets those muscles uh, specifically. For example? So uh, looking at, okay, I'm going to get a bit technical with the terms, but Go like on. teres major and teres minor, these are tiny muscles that are in your, your back covered by the rhomboids and lats. So when you're doing, let's say, front stroke um, and you're going, you, you know, doing proper technique, putting your hand forward, getting slight rotation mm. and then swimming against the resistance of the water, you're really activating those really small muscles. Uh, it's fantastic for the core as well, hitting the core from different angles, the transverse abs. Um, again, that's very important for things like walking. So swimming covers all bases. It's a full body um, exercise. There's something also, um, I mean, you know, growing up in Australia, we were just lucky because um, it's a country that just loves the beach and loves the water. We had a swimming pool at home and so we, we would get in and we would swim all the time. And I love that. It's one of my favorite things to do. But, you know, there is something about just being in the water 
you know, when we're talking about wellness and it's just like that feeling of just being in water. Forget actually getting all the exercise. Yeah, yeah, That's no, brilliant. You're spot on. You actually yeah. just reminded me of something. And, um, you know, it's my granddad. He's no longer with, no longer with us um, past some, uh, some years ago. But we used to go, as a kid, we used to go swimming with my granddad every single Monday. So um, in 95, he had a, a, a bad injury. I think it was a bad surgery that went wrong. That left him paralyzed. Um, but he was able to still move the hands and legs, but couldn't really walk unassisted. So every Monday, uh, we'd go swimming. And I wasn't a great swimmer, but here's my granddad swimming fast past me. With yes, a little bit of assistance in a float, but he's there and he's calm and he's enjoying it. And if there was a time where transport was late to pick him up or he had to miss it, oh, you should have seen the state that mentally he'd put him in. He'd be really, really upset because it was really important for him to go out and um, get this form of exercise. Yeah, exactly. And it's it really, just, really helpful. It just changes everything. It changes your state, how you feel, just being in the water and, you know, obviously um, working all of those muscles as well. Uh, Viv, is that something that you love to do, swimming, getting into the water? Um, <laughs> I like being on the water but not necessarily <laughs> in the water you're not one to get in no no i'm afraid not i mean i would get in but um if i go to the beach let's say uh, i as soon as i can't touch the bottom of the floor <laughs> that's me going right back to the shore interesting interesting do you have like a a little bit of a you know anxiety around water uh slight anxiety so when i was younger i went to uh, visit my granddad briefly in antigua before going to jamaica and um we basically went into some rough waters and I nearly drowned. Mm. And uh, I think maybe that was why I'm not the biggest fan of um, the ocean. It, yeah. But I love being on the ocean. I think it's really relaxing. It's just that I, I, I do tend to get a little bit panicky when I can't feel the bottom. When but you have that experience. Have to through it. Yeah, I can understand why. But maybe it's worth revisiting the whole thing and just kind of... Just getting in slowly, slowly. Uh, yeah, I think I'll in try it. In calm waters. <laughs> I definitely need calm people. waters for sure. <laughs> uh, I'd love to learn how to float. And obviously that is all in the mind as well. And it's being true. able to relax. And yeah. I, I've never been able to relax fully in water. So, yeah. The, the floating aspect. To float. um, it's funny you say that because you, you and I had a similar kind of um, story when it came to the incidents in the ocean. The, um, I remember going to, I think it was Margate, um, and I went on this big trip, whole family, and me and my older brother are very close, so six years apart. He can swim. I was like, I think, four years old at the time. And I remember seeing everyone having fun in the sea. And, and they're quite a way out. They're yeah, swimming around yeah, playing. Yeah. I had no concept of swimming. I ran into the water, and I remember this. Like, I, no one was around me. I ran into the water shouting after <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, I, I will never forget this. I ran into the water shouting after my brother. Like, I want to get involved. I just saw the water rising. I was like, huh? And by chance, he saw me. Everyone panicked, ran in, um, managed to get me out of the water, give me an ice cream. I was happy again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't get the ice cream. Maybe that was the well, key. <laughs> I still like I still like water, but um, from that moment, I've like not everybody floats, right? Yeah. And it, when you're mentioning about learning how to float, there, there is definitely techniques that can help you. But I sink. Like for sure, my Do you really? for sure my bone density. We're, we're going to get you out to the Dead Sea then. We're going to get you out to the Dead Sea, but we're going to come oh, yeah. back in uh, just a moment and talk about more of these exercises, including one that you you have no idea um, the benefits that you can get with it. Uh, but actually, it's something you can do anywhere, anytime, without anyone even realizing that you're doing it. Uh, we are here with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle on Life Beats on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. 
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. Oh man, I tell you what, it's just, uh, it's a fun show today uh, as we go through all of these different exercises that can really boost your health and well-being. Uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, Mike and Viv, they are here. Uh, we've uh, had a chat about Tai Chi, how amazing that is, and how overlooked it is as well. Uh, swimming is a brilliant one. Um, if you haven't tried it, get into the water. If you're a little bit afraid, um, yeah, just kind of keep going back to it. I, I think it's really beneficial for people um, to get in there and try to swim, at least float. Um, but this one, I'm going to come to it now because this is one that nobody's expecting. Kegel exercises. I, th- I think a lot of people are going to be like, what on earth is that? If you are a mum who has given birth to children naturally um this is one that you are told about in hospital but actually this has a lot of benefit for men as well so um it's pretty much all about the pelvic floor muscles isn't it Viv? yes yes it is um, so basically um your pelvic floor muscles they support your uterus bladder small intestines and your rectum so obviously men have this as well and it's really important just to control um any bladder or you know toilet issues do you so know because after time if you've had a baby, you really need this because, you know, giving birth really strains those muscles. Yeah. But even if you haven't, actually, you need this too because with time, those muscles, just like other muscles, yeah. they go. They weaken, yes. Yeah, so it weakens with age. Um, it can also weaken with um, excessive uh, straining or if you've had surgery um, or even if you've had like a chronic like cough. Um, yes. It can start affecting it. that area, yeah. So you have to try and um, make sure to uh, really focus on that area to strengthen it and exercise it when you can. Um, also, uh, being overweight can affect um, uh, your the strength of your pelvis as well. So if you have been overweight, you may want to look into strengthening it too. Um, but the way to basically do it, there's a bit of a process for it. So let me just go through that quickly. Because um, it's technique. It's all as with all of these exercises, really. Technique is vital, isn't it? Most yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Why is this though? B- before you jump into the technique, uh, Viv, why is this important as well for men, uh, uh, Mike? Uh, we all go through the similar... We have, firstly, we have the same organs as, as females do. Mm. Uh, we have pretty much the same muscles as females. Um, and again, with age, those muscles also deteriorate for us. So it could be any situation that you're in. You could be, let's say, on, on the metro. Um, you might need to you know, go to the loo and you're trying to hold it in. If you have strong pelvic floor muscles, that's going to help you until you get to, a, you know, obviously the uh, toilet or the washroom where you can actually go and relieve yourself. But there's many instances where it's happened to someone where they, they haven't been able to control that and they don't understand why. And it's not something that, as guys, we're you know we're told about. You don't go to a gym and um, see a personal trainer or um, see the fitness instructor, and they say to you, "Hey, let's focus on the pelvic floor muscle." Right, and, right. And, and even if they do, most guys would look at whatever the training is and be like, yeah, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's very. But important. actually, it's really important. And even um, you know, forget if you have to go and there's nowhere to go. But uh, you know, sometimes it can happen to you in terms of. If you've sneezed, yep. or like you said, if you cough, uh, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden you can't control those muscles, 
it can be a very embarrassing situation. Of course. Let's just put it that way. It's, it's, yeah. it's also linked um, to your core as well. Yeah. So, you know, every, every guy's like, yeah, I want these uh, washboard abs. And, and, and you have to understand these muscles are connected uh, to the pelvic floor muscles. Really? Yeah. The, the, the lower, especially the lower abdominals. They're connected to the pelvic floor muscles. Pelvic floor muscles are all connected to the hip. It's going to like this also affects things like your posture, the way you walk. Things that we never really take notice of because we miss them in daily life, such as the, the um, imbalanced shoulders, having one shoulder higher than the other. Or you do a squat and as you stand, you're slightly rotating to the side. You don't notice it, but mm. the reality is if you stopped, stood in front of a mirror, checked yourself out and see it, you're thinking, well, how the hell do I correct that? Do I, do I manually just try and turn the other way? No, you start focusing on the intricate muscles, like we mentioned, the uh, pelvic floor muscles. Because it's so funny, this... Uh, exercising the pelvic floor muscles it's something that you can't see somebody doing mm. so you actually have to f really focus and think about it yourself while you're doing it i just remember it makes me laugh every time but an ad uh in australia for kegel exercises and literally it's just panning to people in different situations like a woman standing in the supermarket or somebody sitting <laughs> at their desk doing you know looking at the computer screen or you know filling up at the petrol station and that's all you see. And then at the end, it tells you, you know, make sure you get your, your, your pelvic floor muscle exercises <laughs> in. <laughs> so take us through it, Viv. What is, what is the proper technique for this? Okay, so basically you need to uh, locate the muscles. So the best way to find that is actually um, when you are going to the toilet, so mm -hmm. urinating, you will want to stop midstream. And that's the muscle that you're looking for. So once you've, you've paused, that's what you want to strengthen. So once you've located that, you want to perfect your technique. <laughs> and uh, the way to strengthen the uh, pelvic floor is basically to imagine that you are sitting on a marble and you're going to pick uh, this marble up and just hold it for at least three seconds. Mm. So you just want to keep trying to uh, practice that. And then while you're actually doing this, it's really important that you don't contract your abdominals or your glutes. Oh, and also, that's difficult. Yeah, it's really challenging. Hold on. Because <laughs> immediately, instinctively, you're, you're like, okay, I, I could do that. And you start squeezing exactly what she just mentioned, yeah, yeah, core yeah. and glutes. Like you're squeezing everything. <laughs> yeah. But actually, you have to be very focused. Yeah, you have to really direct it. And um, you also want to make sure that you're not holding your breath. And I think this one's one of the hardest ones, oh, actually. Wow. Because because you're trying to focus on it, you're it's like you're almost stopping your breath and holding exactly. it. Exactly, because you're just holding everything. Yeah, yeah, so it's crazy. So, <laughs> and so the next thing you want to do is basically uh, maintain your focus. So once we've located it and we've got it down and we're working on our technique, now you want to really focus on that muscle just so that it can get um, as much a workout as possible uh, during those seconds that you're holding it and so how long do you need to hold it for um try just holding it for three seconds at a time but you can do repetitions of this okay. so um they recommend that you do about three sets of 10 to 15 reps and you do this daily uh so that you're constantly just working it out because really i mean you know this is good for everything like you said um mike it's good for your posture. It's good for, for getting those muscles all, um, you know, aligned and strong as well for your back, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But actually, it, it just affects your 
overall performance, shall we say, day to day in situations where you really, really, really want it to. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to say that. That is all I can say. We are talking the Kegel exercises. Uh, they're amazing. They're completely overlooked. But we've got more to come with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle right after this. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Make sure you get those Kegel exercises in. That's all we're going to say. Uh, we're going to move on now to um, walking, but it's a specific type of walking. This is outdoor walking. Why outdoor walking? So walking outside is a complete different experience to being inside because obviously your environment is wholly different. So you need to, firstly, your body has to adjust to the environment. Yes. And like um, exercising outdoors or doing anything, usually your environment is, you know, you might be walking up and down hills. It's constantly changing. So it makes it a little bit more challenging for your body, which is great. But also you want to get outside because it's, even if it, you're in a city where there is pollution in the air, it's actually supposed to be less polluted than inside air, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I so did the not quality know this. of air that you're getting from outside is a lot more than what you would get from being indoors. Wow, that is something to consider. But as well, you know, s- some people might be like, well, I'm on my treadmill every day. But actually, the treadmill is doing part of the work for you as well, isn't it? 100%. Um, And it's the same when you go outdoor running versus, um, you know, indoor running. You notice that indoor running feels easier. Go outside and you're like, why can't I do the same 5K (laughs) in the same time I did? Like, what's going on? I know, it's the wind resistance. Yeah, treadmill's better. No, um, but bringing it back to the outdoor side of things as well. Whenever I put someone on the treadmill, I tell them, look, we're going to have to put the incline up to like 2% and adjust it every now and then. When you're outside, you don't know that you're walking on an incline. Obviously, unless it's a massive hill, you're actually walking on an incline of about 1.5 to 2% and it varies. Mm. You're never walking on flat land. Ever? No. So you're, you're, you're trying to get yourself in that functional habit of walking to realistic um, expectations, what you're expecting to see outside. Um, what's interesting as well is research was done by a particular university. I think it was New Mexico Highlands University. And they showed that the impact of your feet from uh, when walking sends pressure waves uh, through to your arteries. And this can significantly modify and increase the supply of blood to your brain. Wow. So It's a the, whole different experience. Completely different experience. And that's down to, again, the different surfaces that you're getting when you're doing that walk. So having that, um, focusing on your circulation, improving your circulation, outdoor walking, very, very important, uh, especially for your overall wellness and well-being. Uh, you're a lot more alert as well. Lows the risk of things like depression, um, especially being outdoors as well. This mm. is something very, very important, the visual aspect mm. of, of being outside. Oh, and being at one with nature as well, yes. which is really important. There are so many um, studies that talk about how just seeing nature seeing greenery or whatever it is that is outside just seeing nature just can you know we're talking about wellness can impact how you feel it just magnifies you know that feeling of well-being yeah it's it's, you know even just mentioning that that's one of the um kind of pillars of wellness is the environmental aspect it's all about connecting with nature connecting with the environment so um, without kind of straying away too much from, from the walking aspect, but even just connecting with your habits daily, mm. whether we're talking plastic or water usage, 
um, these all tie into what we're talking about, exactly. that environmental factor. You feel it, you understand it, you become more mindful of it as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and another interesting fact about the outdoor walking or even walking in general is um, science has shown that it improves the um, size of your hippocampus. And that's the part of the brain that's also responsible for storing memories. Wow. Just so, being outdoors, walking outdoors. Walking outdoors, connecting with nature. Wow. Um, again, but mainly the walking aspect, increasing that blood flow. Incredible. And it's funny because every time that I've spoken to my granddad about old stories, they always take place outside. And you never really think about that. Mm. Um, so maybe they're linked. Um, that is so interesting. So yeah. I never thought about that before. Yeah. I just, it's amazing, you know, for particularly for walking as well, um, in terms of how underrated walking is. We think, oh, it's just walking. It doesn't have that much of an impact. I really should be running if I really want to do so. Then we end up doing nothing at all <laughs> because we're like, we're not running. So, you know, like the, the walk is just a walk. It's not a thing. Like we really, you know, we're like, oh, it's not going to make much of an impact on my fitness or my health or my day. So Because it's free. We have this mentality. It's, mm. it's free. I can do it anytime. So uh, not today. And that's what we have. Yeah. But you walk every single day. And look, again, everyone's a majority of people's focus is I want, you know, the abs. I want the stomach to go down. You have to understand to physically walk, you're, you're using those muscles, your core muscles. You're really using them, the, every aspect of your core, not just the, the front, you know, not just the rectus. What is it called? Um, rectus abdominis. abdominis. Yeah. Um, you're using the transverse abs. You're working more muscles when oh, you walk so, outside. So, so many muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. We've got to get into it. Back into walk. And this is the season, guys. If there isn't a season, this is it. I mean, incredible. Um, but getting out into the desert as well, that's a beautiful thing to be doing right now. And that works even more muscles, as we know, yeah. getting into the, the sand. My goodness, yeah, sand is hard to walk on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, awesome. I, at university, I did, I did that. We used to, we, me and a friend used to try and uh, walk in the sand then jog in the sand. Ooh. And the, the worst one or the hardest one was cycling in the sand. What? And, yeah, we, we um, had sandbanks, was um, an area in, near Bournemouth. A really nice area and we would try and take our bikes cycle in the sand and we do it we do it for about 20 minutes but it's a fantastic workout getting that resistance how does anybody cycle in the sand i can't even see that happening it's a struggle but there's a technique we, we actually did it recently yeah we did it the other day um, but we no had way. these giant wheels on this bike right, right, so right. that really definitely helped proper sand wheels yes yeah. and that kind of okay we're going to talk about that another time um, we didn't even get to resistant training, but we're out no. of time. Well, there's a cycling. There you go. The, we're we're going to talk about <laughs> resistant training next time, but you've got like your uh, fact of the week for us. Yes. Tell us your fact of the week. Right. This one's really interesting. Uh, muscles can only pull and not push. So really, really think about that. Like, you know, when you're, you're, you're opening a door, or you're, you're, you're pushing a door, your muscles aren't actually pushing, they're pulling. What? Uh, it's confusing. Now you just completely walked <laughs> it. For me. I don't know what's right. going on. They work in pairs, extensors and flexors. So let's assume that you're going to kick something away. Um, what actually happens is your quad muscle contracts, so it pulls, yeah. and then your hamstring uh, relaxes it, so it extends out. So there's not actually a push that's taken place. It's just two muscles that are working together, extending and flexing. Um, so basically pulling, and and that's what happens. Wow. Everything. I love this. I love every time you come up with one of these things. I'm like, <laughs> mind blown. Here we are. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, amazing as always. Super, super fun. And I can't wait for next week. Oh, thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Again. See you then. That's it for us on Life Feeds. We're going to be back with you again tomorrow from 10 a.m. Have a great day. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.